You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. Uh, we are in Bruins off-season mode, not necessarily NHL off-season mode. We will talk about the final four. Uh, but first, let's welcome in our co-hosts, uh, Ian. What do you got? Three dogs now? Officially? Yeah, officially three dogs. Sweet. Confirmed yeah. confirmed dog boy. And then we have confirmed cat boy, <laughs> Andrew. Okay, Andrew, I heard well. you're not enjoying this. Did you not enjoy this past week of the cat okay, talk? So... I cannot tell you the amount of DMs and texts I've gotten in the last six days from this fucking cat boy shit. You need a belly rub? I... Careful, I'll... I'll <laughs> dig all four of my claws into you. <laughs> that didn't go nearly as well as I thought it would. That visual is pretty, pretty bad, too. It is, yep. it is. Don't give me a belly rub. <laughs> Don't give <laughs> I will bite you. You know who's not getting a belly rub this week? Kevin Paul Dupont. I was, I was like, I forgot. Wait, what's the middle part again? What's the P stand for? I can tell you what the P really should stand for, but we'll leave that alone. Uh, KPD said it this means week. piss. Yes, piss, piss baby. Um, so he suggested that the Bruins, not only, it's not even like he just suggested that they could but that they should and possibly would make a concerted effort to go after the number one pick. And mind you, they don't have a first-round pick as any sort of thing going back the other way. I read it. I did not read too deep. But the fact that you put it on the itinerary, Andrew, means that it was deeper than what I was willing to give it attention for because this, it's, it's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's not even possible. You know what the first thing I did when I saw that article took a shit and wiped your ass with a printout of said article correct but i also looked for the onion i also looked for the onion (laughs) oh yeah because that's a fucking onion headline look so dumb dude like i understand clickbait and shit but this is literally the dumbest shit i've ever seen and 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 you know who else you know hitched his wagon to it fucking murphy well, Murphy, Shukri Wrights jumped in on it, which, like, he rambled for three minutes about stuff. Like, Shukri, you're better than this. What are you doing? What's three the- minutes of just, He's- let me just talk about nothing <laughs> actually of substance well, and just he- talk about how the Bruins are in a weird spot? Like, yeah. don't do that, man. You're better than that. Sometimes you don't have to hit record when you're walking to Dunkin' Donuts. I swear to God. <laughs> like, I got too much respect or for Or walking Shukri, to the orange really. line. Yeah. <laughs> you just... First of all, I can't believe he jumped in on it. That is disappointing. I'm with you on that. Yeah. For KPD to take advantage of like young and new hockey fans like this <laughs> for the clickbait. That's what it is. It's like, let me get no, you guys who right. don't follow frequently. Let me get those clicks in here and those comments. Like, you're such a fucking loser. 
It's unbelievable. He's been doing Did, this for 40 years. He knows what the game. Was, what was the price he put? Now, look, if the Blackhawks said, hey, we're shopping it, I'm calling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, baby. But what was the price KPD put on the first overall pick? Boston McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Blackhawks say to that? No. They say straight up no. Yeah, they hang up before that you even get to say pasta and McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. Hi, we're looking for Connor, but hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's it's gone. We're talking pasta and McAvoy together make twenty million AAV, and yes, they are two staples of a franchise, pillars of a franchise. Mm-hmm. And you do not trade. Would you trade McDavid for McAvoy and um and pasta? No, no, no. you don't. No. You fucking don't, which is crazy to say out loud, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And Connor Bedard is coming in on an entry-level contract and projects out to be the next McDavid. Will it be that guy? I don't know, but yeah. fuck. It would, like, the only thing I could think of is, okay, it's McAvoy and Pasta, and then it's also one of your goaltenders with money coming across to help yeah. pay for all this oh, shit. Oh, that was... Oh, and then right. also, you better have a top five pick this year to send back with that. Yeah. It, you it would take literally that much yeah. for an unknown commodity. So what's the point for either side? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would understand if the Blackhawks decided if, if they wanted, to, if they wanted to make an NFL type trade where it's like, we're putting the number one pick. We're going to get a shit ton of pieces because that's just one hole. It's a big hole and he'd fill a huge hole, mm. but we have many other holes. But no way. How By much the way, would the Ducks trade right now to move up one spot? In my opinion, you're the only team that they would even listen to. Yeah. yeah. The only team. Maybe Columbus, if you think that there's three top tier guys in this draft. Columbus can but give after them three five or six first round picks. Falling off quick. Yeah. yeah. It's literally one elite player and then some good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is in the NHL draft literally every fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. The, the middle portions of the second and third round are projected to be some of the strongest that ever, they've ever been. Yes, absolutely. But, but you're not going to use that as collateral to get. Exactly. 100%. 100%. So this well, again, what, this this literally was written to just raise a hand and say like, hey, I'm KPD. Please remember me <laughs> if you didn't know me already. Hi, I'm KPD. And by the way, this is behind a fucking up. paywall. Yes. Good. Leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, anyone who got excited about the, oh, second and third round are deep this year? That's good. No, the Bruins don't pick until the end of the third round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better be real deep. Yeah. Uh, now, if you told me that they were able to move up a little bit in the third or even move up and grab a second round pick, I would listen to at least the possibility of them being able to do that because that's not going to take nearly as much as getting maybe the third generational talent that we've seen in the last 25 years yeah yep. and also could you imagine if the blackhawks did trade out of that what that franchise and what that fan base would do to them oh the amount of money they made off season ticket sales within 10 hours well, within three hours of yeah. landing the number one pick they would burn that stadium to the ground yep yep watch kyle davidson fucking pick fantilly <laughs> Which Fantilli is the Eichel. Like that it's yeah. a it's a McDavid. You're gonna get a situation. good player. You're gonna get a really good player. But you're getting you're potentially getting a star player. You really yeah. are. Yeah, no, Fantilli's legit, but Jesus. But he, he's not Bedard. No. No. 
No one's Bedard. McDavid's Bedard. Bedard Bedard could have played in the NHL this year. He burned the WHL to the ground. Unreal. That's that's still like, yes, he probably could have, but you really don't. (laughs) That's a young, young man. That's a young, young man. He could have played in the NHL this year. I fully believe that. I mean, I, I don't think it's a stupid thing to say by any means. It's just thinking about how how old is he right now? Uh, he's going to, I think he just turned 18. Right. So saying a 17 year old could play in the NHL is, whoo. Yeah. He is that good. Of a player. Yeah. He is that good. My God. Maybe it's like the same uh, tier of debate of whether or not the best team in the. De- Did you guys remember this from like back in April where some team from the whl it wasn't regina um i think it was seattle seattle just kind of smoked the field and people were starting that fucking alabama crimson tide versus cleveland browns debate oh it's so dumb could the whl could the whl's best team beat the ahl's worst team no no they couldn't no no they couldn't no not in a series definitely not in a series yeah, like you give it one game and maybe because hockey's weird like that, but right. yeah. Right. Even then I still think it's a sweep. <laughs> yeah, but but I think but I think I like I, I get your argument of it being that Ian, but man, he's he's so good. He's so fucking good. We all know like we've all seen it's just so dumb what this kid could do. Yeah. But like I like Thomas's comment about yeah, if you want to move up to the second round, like you end up having to to move some cap and you find a way to move cap and move up a little bit. Mhm. Like if that's the Olmark trade, like again, this is this is something we kind of have to talk about. People are throwing out trades left and right. Mm-hmm. The Olmark trade feels kind of ridiculous, but also not crazy because there's so much faith in Swayman too. Mm-hmm. And right now, Swayman's an RFA, and it's a little tough cap wise. But if you trade Olmark and got into the middle of the second round and cleared out that five million, I mean, I don't think it's Olmark for a second rounder, but that's kind of close to what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A second rounder and maybe like another asset. Yeah, they throw in like a young guy with some upside mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's definitely something I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? It would be nice to see, but also there's the nerves about trading Olmark. It's just a really, this is be a really interesting offseason. Part of this too is gonna is like head versus heart. You know what I mean? It's like you. Do, you I firmly believe that two of these trades are going to hurt. Well, with the way our season ended, I feel like it's not going to hurt as much as you think yeah. it will. <laughs> I think there's a lot less heart going on at yeah. the moment. You're un- you're underestimating the the calluses that we've built up over the last. I game. have had the last 58 seconds, or really the play at 58 seconds of Game Seven, play in my head nonstop for the past like couple of weeks i can't like i can't stop it just keeps popping up randomly i'll be like checking somebody out at work and then there it is and all of a sudden my face gets really scrunchy and serious and the person kind of takes a step back like i'm mad at them hello darkness uh, my old friend it's it's more it's more anger it's more like mm. yeah the doom soundtrack <laughs> yes the beginning of the, like the, the famous doom song that's where really yep. yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Oh God! With like the with like a picture of that dog that looks like he's having Vietnam flashbacks. It's my favorite <laughs> gift of all time, by the way. It's one of the best ones. It's a good one. Well, what it's other what one. other ridiculous trades are uh, are are we wanting to entertain that we've read about this week? Jake DeBrusque, trade him because mm-hmm. he's on an expiring contract and he won't be able to afford him next year. Mm-hmm. It's it's something you talk about as an organization. 
Same thing with the Grizzly stuff. If you're not talking about, well, let, let me qualify this. If you're not talking about everything, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Sure. But all right, let's, if that cheapens this, it is one <laughs> of the things, no, 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 not in a bad way. Andrew, yeah. I think you're right, but it's one of the things that you really do. It's not just talking. It's like, all right, does this really make sense for us? Like it's a real conversation. Like you're talking about, if you're talking about everything, posture knock on the trading block, like, yeah, we're doing our job. DeBrusque is a real conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the right move for this organization. I think he's a guy that you could re-sign and really be happy with him. But this year is going to get weird. If you're doing a quick retool and someone really likes DeBrusque. First rule of negotiation, you never rob Peter to pay Paul. Unless you are legitimately getting an overpay. Right, that's what I'm saying. If Vancouver, yeah, if Vancouver exactly. is like fuck, but, we're, but 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 what we're what people are talking about is just trading DeBrus to move cap. Yeah, that's a ridiculous notion. Mm, yes, correct, correct. That, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Silly season, guys. Yep. Yeah. Olmark, we talked about um, Lindholm. Lindholm, We've good seen luck trading. Thomas, you had. I was on the train. I was on the train yesterday and I announced it to the group chats. Like Lindholm was playing with a broken foot and without missing a beat, you just go trade his foot. Yeah. Just trade his foot. <laughs> yeah. Just trade the foot. Yeah. Just, just trade it. Yeah. Fucking just comedic gold. <laughs> Fun comedic gold. It's I just, think you have a hard amazing. time trading Lindholm. I, I think you would too at this moment. Uh, maybe because he's coming off of an injury. Maybe because of a bad playoff, maybe because of whatever. But the dude had an excellent season all last year, and we have him locked up. Mm -hmm. If you're trading him, you're assuming that you don't think that there's value in that trade in three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you move somebody like that, because otherwise, he's a pillar. Four years from now, I don't think there's value in, in Lindholm, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like That's that's kind of when we sign that part deal. Of, that's kind of where part we're... of the deal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You 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 take the risk of the decline of being on the hook for money on the decline. By the same token, the cap is going to be way up. By this we point. hope so. This is a I don't classic. think there's a hope at this point. I think this is the last year it's going to go up by one million and that's going to shoot up. Yeah, well, we hope so. <laughs> this is a classic. He's worth more to us than he is to you. Mm hmm. Because the cap and everything is already there. If we traded some him right now, it would be at best it would be a cap dump. Yeah, he's he's expensive. No one has space other than the team that might not be in Arizona next year. They will be in Arizona. Well, well, next oh, year. oh, oh we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna to get that. there. We're gonna get there. Uh, but, but he's worth more to us than he is to any team that's gonna try to make an offer. But hmm. we're we're talking about the player here. But I think there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had. This throws into doubt about the postmortem saying, oh, no one's no one was really hurt. No one was on deck for any surgeries, which may have been technically correct, but it kind of implied that everyone was at their best. Everyone was at yeah. their health. This yeah, is that, clearly that it, worst not case the case. scenario. Everybody was tired or something. No, yeah. there's there's more to it. But there was. Yeah. And there was like a throwaway line uh, last week's pod where I was just like, oh, uh, Lindholm was ruled out of world championships with a foot injury. It's like, oh, maybe it's like just discomfort. No, he fucking broke his foot. Mm -hmm. I don't like this whole year's been weird with that. When DeBrusque broke his leg in the Winter Classic, how long did it take for us to find out he broke his leg? Like a week and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's just, why are you being cagey about that? Mm-hmm. That you're not, there's no, there's nothing to protect in that injury announcement. No yeah, one's going to, who's going to attack Lindholm's leg, the dog. Yeah. yeah. It's the off season, baby. Unfortunately, <laughs> like he's good. No one's going after him. Yeah. Right. I just don't, I don't understand that strategy and it makes you look at the coaching staff even more and be like, what the fuck is going on? You shouldn't have played. I, is well, that worthwhile? Is that conversation I don't think worthwhile? He, was it a broken foot or was it a fracture? It was a fracture. Okay. So I have a stress fracture in my left foot and I've had that for about four months. I've still skated. I've mm-hmm. still ran around. I still go on walks with the kid. Like no problem. It's just some days hurt worse than others. I'm not saying that my athletic ability and stress that I put on my body is anywhere close to playoff hockey. Oh, it's kind However, of However, you can, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you have a three-year-old. Look, I'm real close. close. Yeah, you're elite. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <wanna. laughs> yeah. Thomas yeah. is Hampus Lindholm confirmed. Basically. <laughs> Vikings, both of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you can, you can manage that pain and still be effective. The problem was he was not as effective as we wanted to see. Does this soften the blow a little bit? No, because you still fucking lose. Just this is a caveat on why one player fell short of what we expected from from him and from his contract and from his status, et cetera. But yeah, yeah I don't there's think a big, there is a big difference between a break and a fracture. Like you can play on a fracture. We've seen fucking Bergeron do it literally for 20 years. So. <laughs> Literally the whole time, the entire when, fucking time. He's actually we saw, missing we, a we, foot. We saw yeah. Patrice Bergeron play with a with a part of his rib cage sticking through his lung. Like, yep. yeah, but I hear the lungs aren't that important with the no. uh, with no. you know. You got two of them skating. So yeah, the, the, the one shuts nose. down, the other one just goes over time. Like yeah. that's all it is. That's it's, it's just like kidneys in that way. Yep. Do sure. kidneys work like that? Yes, they do. <laughs> Okay, I'm pretty one. sure it still strains the body a little. It bit. does, but it it does, but the kidney does take over. The extra kidney does take over. Good to know. I learned something new today. Yeah. Look at me, I'm a learned fella. Uh, I still think Lindholm was better than. I mean, what was our other option? Oh, <laughs> playing Grizz. I guess that's yeah. a whole different conversation, though. That just leads us into the like. Oh, well, that's still not the heart of the problem, now, is it? Yeah. Ugh. Painful. With Painful. the depth, I mean. Oh, man, we're going to be ruminating on this for five months, five more months, man. <laughs> I just hate how things keep coming out that make me look at the coaching staff with a little bit more of a question mark. I hate well, how this this Ugh. is kind of exactly like the idea of like the Bergeron things. Like if he was hurt, why didn't you tell Bergeron, hey, you need to continue to sit? And do you tell Bergeron to continue to sit? We can give Monty a pass on that to mm-hmm. a point. And then it's the same thing with Lindholm. Do you tell Lindholm? Nope. You're not hundred percent. You're not even 80%. You got to sit. Or do you just respect the gamer and just put him in there? Problem with hockey is you can't just fucking pull him and pinch run. You don't have your full roster. You have only what you fucking suit up. Mm-hmm. So if he starts a game, he's finishing a game, you know? So it, it, it's, it's a tough spot, but yeah, I agree with you. Like this does make you, again look at monty and be like how much how how much more willing will he be next year to stand up and make certain decisions and are they even decisions for him to be making i think that's ultimately the question because i don't know if he's gonna fucking ever 
in any universe have stopped Bergeron from playing. And, you know, and maybe, I think there's a difference. Maybe he between, did for a couple of games. Maybe he fucking yeah. did for those couple of games. I, I think that's a difference between benching Bergeron and benching Lindholm, though. Uh, no, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. But at the same time, it's you have a defensive leader and an offensive leader. You have two very vocal, respected veterans in that clubhouse. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah, going to continue to get depressed. <laughs> It's just a tough look. It's a tough look, and it's not even a tough look just because of the, oh, well, Linto played with the fractured foot. Like, I, I can see it. I can see them being like, you know what, this is still the best lineup we've got. Yep. Uh, Grizzly aside. It's the, hey, we did exit interviews, and I told everybody that everyone was healthy. I told all our fans that everyone was healthy and that this is the best the team could do, and we just went through a little bit of a slump, but everyone fair, was, was ready. That, that was Sweeney. That was Sweeney's exact quote. It's no, the whole it's top to bottom. But it's top, top to bottom. bottom. For sure. And for I'm sure. just sitting there going, like, why are you giving me more reasons to look at you guys? Like, what the fuck are you talking Side about? Eye, yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't need more reasons right now. I, I, I am on, like, the cliff of, like, hey, I'm going to get upset about fucking anything mm-hmm. at the moment. Stop giving me things. I'm in a car that's teetering on the side of the cliff and you keep putting bricks on the side that's over, you know, the air and you just walk up. Here's another brick, a little more weight on that, a little more weight over and over again. Dude, I thought I was the weird metaphor guy. Very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Andrew. The thing is, like, if you think about <laughs> Andrew's it, in the backseat of the car, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the counter. I'm, I'm the counterbalance. My yeah. fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the thing is, like, if you think about it from the opposite perspective, if you get through a seven game series and you fall short, and Bergeron never played, Lindholm didn't play, and then you look at it and they say, well, Hampus had a had a fractured foot. He was only about seventy percent. We decided to go with the healthier body. He could have gone, but he wouldn't have been a hundred percent Lindholm. It's just a different and then you're just yeah it's, and, and then you're then you're looking at it from the opposite lens being like well if he said he could play why the fuck didn't you play him because it's, you know I mean? it's the same thing because no matter what the end result is a loss and you're mad about it you're going to be frustrated with it and it's all what ifs this is the biggest what if season or postseason in bruins history period yeah, it's very it's very it's uh and it leads into that the gladiatorial sense of this sport it's like if someone says they're gonna play they're gonna play yeah you know so it's just I, I i think there needs to be a more vocal advocating for in for players to speak up when they're hurt i think that is yeah. definitely part of this yeah no, no i'm i i feel like we talked about this last off season but the whole sure, upper body sure lower body shit is so fucking stupid and vague and Look, there's certain things that it's like, okay, well, if they know this, there's a competitive advantage for them. Fuck that. I'm kind of past that at this point. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Because if if you want... Look, maybe this is just us being selfish, needy fans, but like, I want full transparency from my fucking team so I know what the hell I'm rooting for and I know what cards we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know? I'm sure. Plus, I'm sure uh, Vegas would love that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since you know the NHL is so deep in bed with that now. Well, Excuse me. I, w- I would probably say Vegas has a probably a pretty good idea when there are things like that. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, Vegas knew before 
certain journalists knew and everything else. <laughs> certain journalists. No. Kevin Paul was too busy writing the fucking Conor Bedard article. Well, he's wildly connected. He's like, oh man, he's like basically in the locker room. Don't believe basically in the basically there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man. He suits up. There's a Jersey for him and he gets to undress with the team and yeah, right, this is gonna sometimes get sometimes I feel like we bash these people too much, and then I read the articles, and I'm like, no, nah, we don't bash them enough. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking, yeah. I just hate clickbait so much. I hate it rash. so well, here's, goddamn much. Here's the thing. I know everybody listening to this agrees with us because they're seeking out alternative sources and discussion about the team that they follow rather than go to the people who get paid. It's like that's their livelihood is to cover the team and they still go to our podcast or Boosie's podcast, Mark's podcast, whatever. They still go to these podcasts to fill in the gaps. Yeah. There's a Gentle reason. Reminder. We do this for free guys. Yep. For free. So, mm-hmm. so Please Murphy, if you're listening, fuck off. <laughs> Disconnect. Uh, yeah. I'm not giving that? you any more article ideas, sir. <laughs> Uh, is there any good stuff to talk about? Is there any good news? Or... You want to talk about the free agency projector over here from Athletic? I said good news. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, actually, I think this is a legitimate question. Um, usually, Dom's really good at these projectors. He's pretty good at ballparking these contracts based on worth and, worth and availability and all that. He has Tyler Bertuzzi as the top forward prize top Ford get at four years and 5.2 million dollars do you take a run at that if he'll accept that is that way low feels like it doesn't it 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 feels like it's like 1.5 off at least right i'm still convinced that a team that needs to hit the floor is going to go stupid for him and i think i think that's the thing i think that's why five two is low Mm-hmm. He's at least six in a normal year, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because because of what this market is, he may get seven and a half. Yeah, the, from somebody. This market is shallow. You know who is number four on the list? JT Comfer. Yikes! <laughs> the market's interesting though because it's also a market where eighty percent of the teams are cap strapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, well, you're right that there's such a terrible amount of talent on the free agency floor. That's rude. That's not. That, that's I was gonna say terrible. That's a harsh, man. Yeah, that's. I don't mean that. I don't mean terrible. Uh, anyway. I mean, I mean shallow. It's shallow. Shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have those twenty percent of teams. Are they trying to win? Yeah. Are they trying to get? Like, are the Ducks and the Blackhawks and the, like, are they trying? Blackhawks have forty-four million dollars of cap space. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Well, think about what last offseason was. There were still players with like two weeks before the season that should Evan have been Rodriguez. signed forever. Yeah. Like you had players lingering because they were just convinced that they would get more money. And most of them got close to what they probably were asking for, but they it took forever. Is that going to be repeated? $1 million. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but is, is, is that idea going to be what we see this year? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a very slow blossoming fucking free agency like last year? I think there's a pretty good chance. Mm-hmm. I think that's very fair. I think that's 
this is going to be the reality for at least one more year. But that could that could play into potentially a Bertuzzi coming back. Where give him give him a fair offer. It doesn't necessarily have to meet what he may want or his agent may think about. But maybe maybe you put that offer out quickly, mm-hmm. and maybe it's all about familiarity and just knowing what's coming. And just oh, knowing that the, the, the security that question the security of five million dollars compared to the security of six. There's nothing that a, a guy with $5 million can't buy that a guy with six can, unless it's a $6 million fucking mansion. I was going to say a $6 million you know? yacht. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I would, I would pay him for four by 5.2. Absolutely. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But would you get into a bidding war for him, which is probably what's going to end up happening because of the market. If it ended at four by 5.2. Yeah, yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts at, but, but what say it like starts at four or five. We can't, then... we can't hit above six with him. We can't no. like the team just, it would be irresponsible of the yep. team to do that. I think six is still fair, but we are in a bad spot. But again, like my point is because of what this market is, is there a building war early enough or does some, or does somebody like him or, or anybody take the early decent deal and just settle in because you got to remember that some of these guys got fucking families for them to sit around until late August, not knowing where they're going to be in a month yeah. is completely disruptive to their actual life. There was Sometimes some you got to make mama proud and you got to make mama happy. <laughs> happy wife, happy life goes across the board, whether you got a million dollars or you got, mama got taste. I got lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> No, but like, think about it. You got kids. Where are they going to go to school? Or are they going to stay where where you're at now and you're going to go live in a hotel for a few months and uproot them halfway through? Like, you have to think about all these things. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that plays into, okay, make competitive offers quickly. And if they don't take them, then they don't take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll know a lot I, if Bertuzzi's still on the market three weeks into the postseason or the, uh, that, that the offseason. Blow my fucking mind if he was. Yep. But it's a very real possibility. You're right. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, the top prize can, uh, according to Dom's model, Dmitry Orloff. Okay. The top prize of these free this free agent market. When you, you're saying Dom Tiano, Dom Lucision, Lu- oh, okay. the athletic. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I was like because I didn't see this and Tiano has a uh, has me blocked for some reason, but so I don't see his tweets. That's- <laughs> That's very disappointing. That's he might be, weird. I don't know. He might be the only person who's blocked me, and I'm not really sure why. And I like when I saw that, I saw it a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. but uh, I saw it and I was like, what interactions have I had with him? And the only thing I ever had was a, I complimented him on something. How dare you? And then he was blocked. And I think, I, and, and I think we block. shouted him out on the pod for being such a great resource. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he, the blocking doesn't change any of that. He is a great resource. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he is. I just don't know. I just he's, don't know. Yeah, anyway. he's extremely knowledgeable. He's extremely thin skinned, apparently. apparently. We don't know but, that. We have but, no idea why he blocked him. No, but like literally, if you look it up, it was like I was like complimented something about him. Mm-hmm. And that was the only interaction I ever had with him. And he blocked. So I don't know. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can say one thing though that I pretty much guarantee is the Bruins are not going to be huge players on the free agency market. I mean, what yes. if they clear twenty five million dollars in cap, like a lot of fans are saying they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Trade mm-hmm. everyone. Buying out Riley and Forbort saves, I think, five million next year. Oh, that's a legit. Yeah, because Riley makes four million in real cash next year. Yeah. 
So, that sounds pretty attractive. I mean, it's almost you almost have to. You get two, right? Uh, uh, two buyouts. I believe it's two, and you get a third if you like meet some condition. Somebody who knows more than me, please comment. Literally anyone comment. Yeah, literally anyone. Literally anybody comment. Make this our highest rated podcast episode yet. If you, if you said more about hockey than me, then yeah, sure. All right. Then you started to narrow that field. Just anything. Just literally anything. Uh, everyone, wa- everyone listen to this episode. I'm trying to broaden our, broaden our audience. I do know you at least get to, and I... I think you, like Thomas said, you basically have to. Yeah. If you can't find somebody who wants Riley for like future considerations or something, I mean, we we tried that all last season. Right. We absolutely and, tried that all last season. And no one's taken forward. No. <laughs> so a buyout, and the buyout doesn't hurt that much the year after either. So I, it just feels like something you got to do, uh, which buyout, basically just offsets the bonuses. That, that yeah, we I was going to say. It offsets the bonuses, and next year the hit that you take if you do both of them is about three point four million dollars. Oh, is it three point four? I thought it was. Yeah, it's one point seven for each of them. It could be worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but I, I, I will say this before we move on: if Derek Forbort plays another second for the Bruins next year, I will go completely blind. I will go blind. I can't do it. I can't watch it. Yeah, I can't. I watch can't it have it. I'm over it. Over it. Forward it. Forward it. You know who else is over something? <laughs> People of uh, Arizona. NHL, yeah, NHL fans about the Coyotes in Arizona. Uh, <sighs> Tempe is over the idea of the Coyotes. Uh, where do where do they go from here? And oh, I can I just that location wise? Like, where does this organization go from here? Before we get there. The vote that sunk them, the largest demographic by far were people like over 60 years old. Yeah, boomers. The boomers. The boomers (laughs) killed them. I don't know why I find that so fucking funny, but I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rip the Arizona Coyotes. The Houston Coyotes are going to rock, though. I'm (laughs) telling you. So... You feel bad for the fans, right? You feel bad for the actual true blue fans who have been around for all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. All 18 of you are the real MVPs. Yep. It's a cheap joke, and I'm sorry, but low-hanging fruit is still food on the table. Well, if you can't pick out a 5,000-person barn, then I don't know what to tell you. A 5,000-person barn on a university campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, fucking punk bands have street teams. You can't put together a street team... And get some fucking students excited to go there and drink some fucking beer. Here's here's how much Tempe hated this idea. I'm going to go through a little list. Every proposition in the referendum lost by double digits. Mm-hmm. All three of them. At least 10 points. Not good, Bob. <laughs> this is a project that was to be 85% privately funded. The 15% that was to be footed by the taxpayers was going to be clean up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I didn't hear that part. Yep. All right. Hmm. This one's my favorite. And it speaks to the incompetence of the Arizona Coyotes organization. The money laundering scheme, I believe we called it during the trade deadline episode. 
The Yotes spent $250,000 on an ad campaign to save the Coyotes. The opposition group spent $2.5 million. Mm. The Yotes could not even be arsed to spend over $250,000 to advertise the health of their franchise. Jesus. And that's actually, that's the biggest point is, do you feel bad for the fans? Fine. Sure. Absolutely. But then Thrasher's fans, hell <laughs> that ownership doesn't give a shit. They don't care. They don't want this to be a winning franchise and they've barely ever attempted. They lucked into a competitive season once mm. 2012. They made the conference finals. I remember I said that on the show a few weeks back and you fucking forgot that it happened. Mm. I did. I did. But like they lucked into one. Like other than that, they just barely hit the cap floor. If a team consistently hits the bottom barrel of the cap, then other owners need to step in and be like, we need to get these guys out. This is it. Like no. you either spend, it's a hard cap. It's not fucking baseball. Like just hit, just hit close to the cap. Mm-hmm. It's not that much money compared to what you're getting back. Jerry Bettman's smoking the whole carton of cigarettes here. He's insisting that he's committed to keeping them. In Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Bettman does suck. Fucking quick were you with yeah, that? Yeah, that was holy ooh. shit. That was almost a jump scare. You got it. I don't look. It, here's the thing: Batman can just shift them to Houston and still be his hockey in the South guy, and nothing. Like, who gives a fucking like, fourth largest market in America mm-hmm. in terms of metropolitan area? I personally, um, there's other locations that I would like to see first. What you got? Um, like obviously everybody says Quebec, everybody says markets like that. I'm not 100% sold on that. Uh, it would clearly do well right off the rip because people mm-hmm. are fans, but also for, for my perspective, the idea of if the whalers ever came back, I don't want to see that because that would fuck me up <laughs> because I've now invested the last 20 years of my life into being a Bruins fan. Sure. I let go. Now, if Hartford comes back, now I feel like, oh, fuck. Like, I would not, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. It's like seeing, so, it's like seeing the ex that got away, but she looks all beat up when she comes back. Well, Jesus the, Christ. So somebody is so, so Quinnipiac, or Quinnipiac, Quebec, Quinnipiac. it's a team. Of, that's where a team should go. They should go. That's where you got to blow them. And in yeah. Connecticut is fucking oh, prime. Yeah. Anyways, um, obviously you're going to have some holdovers and stuff like that. People who like never let go of the, the uh, Nordiques, but most of those fans, if they're actual NHL fans, have probably moved on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and newsflash, they're probably either Avalanche fans or hate the Avalanche in the, in the way that I hate the Canes, or they've moved on and now they're like Senators fans or something. Right. You know? So it's it's tough. But obviously, like, the Jets went back and there's some success there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Quebec would be an easy place to see, but it would probably frustrate me in a way. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, I've seen floated out there because they have a. I think Kansas arena. City would be very, very successful. Yep. Go Scouts. And, yeah, and because they have a ready-made arena, mm-hmm. and there's nothing competing with them in that arena. To be fair, yeah, and the back. Scouts fans are only about a hundred years old. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And to be fair, but to be fair, also Quebec <laughs> they're too old to a... fucking vote at this point, so <laughs> they won't get nixed. 
There should be an absolute unvoted. You know, anyway, go on. Quebec does have a ready-made arena. They're selling out Remparts games. 18,000 a night. Yep. Nice. But to Thomas's point, like you said, right off the jump, it's going to be wildly successful. But and I've seen this point made many times. Right now, the Canadian dollar is too volatile. And also, I also, I don't think Bettman wants to put his tail between his legs and send another team back to Canada right now. I was supposed to say Andrew's point. Bettman just jizzes pants. You're right. The Canadian dollar sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we now have the image of something I'm saying, making Gary Bettman jizz. You're welcome. World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. It's retreating into my body. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another kind of, joke in kind there of like too. a cat rocket. Um, <laughs> what I think Batman, Batman is uh, I look, he's got his on heel, a molecular level. Yeah. <laughs> Batman has his heels dug into Arizona so fucking hard that it's been how long have they been there? It's ninety six. Yeah, so about fifteen years too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how many different arenas have they played in? How many different fucking towns have they played in? Four now? This is now the fourth arena. Yeah. The team's not, not working there, and he's good. incapable of, of admitting that. He will never fucking admit that. Even if they move, he will still say, hockey was working there. The, the state just failed that organization. Yeah. And part of that is true. But the also, failed the organization. It's that been absolutely true. It's been happening for a decade. <laughs> and also, at any point in the last decade, Gary, you could have moved that team somewhere else, and nobody would have thought twice about it. That team can survive in Kansas City or Quebec or Houston or fucking where else? Milwaukee, New Orleans. I don't fucking care Utah. at this point. Salt Lake, Utah. Uh, Salt Lake. Uh, They're guys. hungry for it too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I still think a lot of this, I mean, Batman, yeah, Batman sucks. I'm not going to argue with that, but a lot of this still falls on the ownership of the Yotes. Just 100%. 100%. Oh, fucking terrible. But, but again, that ownership is backed up 100% by Gary Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Gary Batman has fucking cradled their balls for fucking 10 years and just allowed that team to make a mockery of an organization within his league that he's supposed to be running. I don't understand why other owners aren't standing on top of their desk screaming about this. This it is makes dr- the this league look anchor. It's it's kind of cool that they played in this little tiny medieval times arena last year. It's for like a niche thing, but it wasn't a holdover. It's literally yeah. it's literally uh, that's their home. And that's their fucking plan right now. Yeah. Never confuse a gimmick for innovation. Yes. Precisely. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Look, I just as much as pretty much anybody else, if it was working there, I would be all about it. I would love to have seen that team figure it out at any point in the last 15 years, 10 years of our lives and make this actually work, but it is not. And every year that goes by, it looks stupider and stupider. We just saw hockey show up out of nowhere in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's thriving. It took two years. It has never even come close to that in any of the four locations that the Arizona or Phoenix Coyotes Phoenix. have mm-hmm. ever played. Yep. Ever. Walk away. Mm-hmm. And take they, the fucking team from them. Yeah. Get that ownership the fuck out of the league, too. Yeah. They're, um, they've already 
announced that they're committed to playing at Mullet Arena next yep. year. Because I mean, you can't relocate this quickly. Like, there's got there's no. It's so much work. Has to be done. So much work. But you guys hear about Clayton Keller's dad yes. swinging around a little bit? Yeah, he's not playing for them ever again. I hate these stories. I and apparently, so no one else. Apparently, there's there's a group of Coyotes players that are prepared to stand with Clayton and Clayton Keller's dad yeah. in this. Well, sure. Look, if Clayton Keller wants to force his way to the Boston Bruins, I'm not upset about it. But no. yeah, <laughs> come exactly. on, this guy is full of shit. We'll give you. <laughs> we'll give you AJ Greer yep. help with the tank. <laughs> <laughs> who is Clayton? Who is this man? Who is this man? And who is he to like declare this? Look, maybe, yeah, maybe in private conversations, Keller has said something along those lines. Like, I don't want to play there anymore. I don't I think I'm going to be playing there. The, yeah, you're just, you're screwing up your own kid's shit. Like, I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> you're a grown man, kid. He's yes. like closer to 30. Is Clayton Keller close to 30? I think so. That feels wrong. I, I just envision every Coyotes player as being like 24 years old. Oh, he is 24. Because he's 24 years old. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Clayton Keller has been around for a while, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's already got the, the, the big old contract. Ugh. I do want I think that's why I thought he was older. Because he signed that ridiculous deal. But they got to get to the floor somehow again. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys were saying. No, I think uh, I think that team is still going to have the same roster next year. I don't think people are going to force their way out. You just don't see it a lot in hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock for you. For you. Mm-hmm. And Dean, feel free to jump in. I want you to go through uh, bulletin five and six. <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm going to give you 60 <laughs> seconds of, of each, uh, mostly because I just want to use this music. fucking amazing yeah so keith jones has been hired as president of hockey operations for the philadelphia flyers <laughs> they really reached for it on this one they, man they, not even general manager president yeah what is happening this the man who has a has the personality of wet bread and b oh my god that song is so awful yeah, yeah it's so bad but <laughs> right. but it, it but it fits, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Uh, you may have to you may have to uh, kick it up again in another minute or so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I honestly, when I saw the I saw literally one tweet about Keith Jones being hired, and uh, I just kept scrolling because I just I just feel bad for Flyers fans. It's, is there anything else to even say anymore? It's, no, troll. it's, really it's like yeah, you scroll because this is a troll tweet. This is no way this is real. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole organization needs wholesale change, and this hiring does nothing. Even if he's good at the job, which doubt. But even if he is, what does that fix? Like, what what gets better here? I mean, it. I, I think it. I think it. All it does is just prove to everybody that everybody was right about Philly. Including yeah, John that Tortorella, proves that proves it. Good. Well, because yeah, we it, it's that. narrowing, because it's fucking narrowing the boys' club even more. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I just fucking he was with the Flyers for eight years. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? No. Uh, we are hey. fucking the state of uh, Pennsylvania. If you want to talk about the other one, 
Well, so, they made 17 calls to find a, to find a <laughs> I'm willing to bet they made less than 17 if they landed on Keith fucking Jones. <laughs> oh, I feel for Flyers fans. Uh, so, I don't feel for yeah, I can't do the music again. I can't. I turn off the. I can't do it. I can't do the music. I, can't I don't. Do I don't feel for Penguins fans at all, though. Guess no, who they're they interviewing for their GM jobs? Uh, I could not think of two more hilarious choices outside of, uh, well, outside of Keith Jones, I guess, but no. <laughs> I'm fair. <laughs> Mark Bergevin and Peter Shirelli. Mm. <laughs> All I'm hearing right now in my mind is, uh, is your buddy Bergevin. Bergevin? Ah, Bergevin. fucking That's all I'm hearing. I would love to hear Cyril's reaction. Uh, cause I guarantee you part of him is probably willing to say something nice now that he's gone. Mm. However, it's about Pittsburgh. And do you want that for Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you kind of do. You do. Uh, I would, ra- I would rather see Shirelli go though. I would literally rather see Shirelli go there and set that franchise back a couple of years. Shirelli just got finished. Um, be- well, not got finished. He's kind of has a high ranking position with the blues right now. And look mm-hmm. what happened to them. Everything this man touches turns to overpaid and bloated. Yeah. What was their record, the the Blues, at the end of the year? Uh, 37-38 and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two years removed from a fucking Stanley Cup that oh, we won't talk 37, about. 37-38 and, and 7. Let's ass. go. <laughs> complete ass. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... <sighs> Why do we keep recycling these names? I mean, this is a real question. Why do we keep recycling these names? It's literally hockey. That's yep. that's the answer. excellent point. It's that's that's what hockey unfortunately is. Because we fully know that certain coaches got fired this offseason already and they'll probably have a job. What was the wasn't the weren't the penguins going to offer a blank check to um uh oh my god, Kyle Toronto's Dubas? guy Dubas, thank you. Yeah. Uh what whatever happened to that? What did he make it past one round? So Dubas is going to be going to be held on to Golden Guy. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be held on to. Do you see his interview after he got eliminated? This this man looks like a man that's been beaten the fuck down for yeah, ten years. Probably not. because he's been beaten the fuck down for ten years. <laughs> to be fair, I genuinely think I don't love what he did with goalies over the last couple of years, but I think that's a good GM. I think Sheldon Keefe is one of the worst coaches in the National Hockey League. And I have been saying this for well over a year now, and I have seen jack saw, shit all to prove me wrong. You saw all or nothing, and you were like, I've seen all I need to see. Out of oh, my God, man. the first five minutes of that, I was like, oh, so he's an idiot. No, he's not an idiot, but still, like, he's, he's not kind of an coach. idiot. He's not a good coach. He's, he's kind not, of an idiot. He's not a good coach. He, he was talking about he was talking about in his his, uh, his postmortem after after they got eliminated in game five that like, you know, well, a couple bounces didn't go our way. You got shit pumped before yeah. that. Yep. Like, couple shut bounces. the fuck up. Shut How many games up. did that series take? Five games. Yeah, couple bounces, bud. Couple bounces. And yeah. you got outplayed by Tampa for half of that series, too. More, like, more than. Come on, man. Ugh. Sheldon, I, there's no way Sheldon Keefe holds on to his job. And I think it's, I think, I think Dubas, his contract is up on July 1st. I think Dubas just gets up and goes, you know what? I just had a kid. Let me spend some time with them. I if I think if I own the Toronto Maple Leafs and Dubis comes to me and says, 
I want to hold on to, to Keith, I fire both of them. <laughs> if he fires Keith, I'm like, I'm staying. Yeah. All right. You're okay. We're on the same page. But yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. It's like, look, you got to notice when your boys, because Keith is one of his boys. Keith is Keith is a Sioux through and through. So that is his guy. That's his guy. You got to you got to know when to let your own guys go. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I would not be surprised if Dubas was the uh, GM for the Penguins. And I think that makes, honestly, I think the Penguins will be um, better off for it if, if they grabbed him. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to end up, they're going to end up hiring, hiring Mark Bergevin. Yeah, I mean for sure, but <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do, right? President of hockey operations. Let's go. Let him be higher. You know, tell me one guy who's definitely not gonna lose his job def- despite a loss in the playoffs. Dave Haxtell? Ooh, that's actually a really good one. That's my one. Mm-hmm. Seattle Kraken oh. went seven in the second round. <sighs> seven. So we're going to pour one out to the Seattle Kraken because that was a hell of a playoff run. Far exceeding, obviously, what you guys said and far exceeding what I said. And I was the optimistic one about what they could do in the playoffs. What a fucking playoff for them. The last 30 seconds of that game seven, Bjorkstrand scores to make it 2-1. And then the last 20 seconds is them sieging the goal and they almost fucking tied it. The puck went... The, the puck fucking jumped over Eberle's stick so fucking close so fucking close they they got something going on there they got something good going on there Bernius is legit hmm? yeah uh, do I all hackstall I do I all hackstall an apology I shit all over that hiring and uh, that team is not crazy talented no you got to look at that and say coaching matters here. I refuse to apologize to Paul Maurice. I still yeah. think he's <laughs> way yeah. out hitting his way. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole different conversation. I didn't think I didn't think Hacksaw was the perfect guy for the job either. But I also thought he he was the perfect guy for the job for a couple of years uh, because you don't Jeff hang Hicks. on to a coach. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to build your organization, mm-hmm. and then once you have a decent team, then you go for the really elite coach or you go for a really good coach. And I thought Hacksaw was just, it's just a retread. But sometimes, sometimes you get lightning in a bottle. This year. Dude, he literally is. And you know what? Maybe they're comp- complete shit next year and he gets fired after next season. That's just what, how hockey is. But you have to give him credit. That team made it to the playoffs and then was far more successful than most teams uh, would have been, including us, unfortunately, yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. Fucking. They just ran. They just ran. They just ran out of gas, and they're that last sputter when they almost had. If they, even if they had tied that, I don't think they had anything left in the tank, and mm-hmm. Dallas would have won it in overtime anyway. But fuck, yeah. was it close? Yep. Let's yeah. Let's talk about Dallas, and let's talk about the conference finals a little bit because. I, I don't know how people are looking at the two series in front of us saying, oh, this sucks. This is bad. Like, this, these aren't going to be enjoyable games. Dallas is crazy fun to watch, and so is Vegas. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like, I don't like three of the four teams. That's fine. I, That's I a different no, conversation. I have That's no a problem with conversation. Dallas. I have no but problem like, with Dallas. If you're talking about non-entertaining hockey, do you think watching Florida isn't entertaining? I get the Canes argument. I get the Canes mm-hmm. argument. But the other three teams are very fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like neither of you agree. Yeah, I no, feel I like. I, the only team I can see myself rooting for now is Florida. Oh no, Dallas, huh? No, 
Don't want to see it. Oh, I do. Pavelski? Absolutely. Yeah. All in on Dallas, which means they're fucked. However, I would like to see them go to the championship. I I think a Dallas-Florida championship would be fucking awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm all in on Dallas. Florida's my second. Canes are my third. Vegas is my fourth. Yeah. But I just don't like Vegas as a general rule. Yep. Yeah, that's a good rule to live by, honestly. And I super, I super, <laughs> I, I, I super fucking hate the. Does Bruce Cassidy making the Western Conference Finals prove that he shouldn't have been fired? No. Two things know. can be true. Two things can be true. Bruins need to move on. Cassidy's a good coach. Yep. Cassidy is a good coach. No one, when he was fired, no one said Cassidy was a bad coach. Yeah. Or at least no one should have said that. No, he's not a bad coach. He's not a bad coach. He may not be the best people manager. No, but his, he's not a his bad message, coach. His message ran cold in the fucking locker room. Yeah. Fine. Certain yeah. coaches do that. And, it happens. And, and you, your message goes cold and then you have to move on to the next spot. Right. Exactly. It was, but, it was, he was such a Bruins guy and he, I'm mm-hmm. sure he still is. Dude still has a fucking tattoo, but mm-hmm. I think, th- I think it, it just looked bad because it was like, man, Cassidy's our guy, and we fired him, and it didn't seem like we had a clear plan mm-hmm. in a very critical offseason. But yeah. I think it was part of the, we have one more go of it, and I think maybe we start from the top. And that's what they did. And you know what? They had a fucking great team. They just didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere after after they hit the playoffs. But, I mean, I'll give him credit. He's a great player. He's a great he's a great coach, and he's doing good things with, with Vegas. Uh, I hope he falls mm-hmm. short. And not because yeah. I don't want to see him do it. I don't want to see that organization and that fan base do it. Yeah. He's actually the only part there. What? He's actually the only part of that team that I'm like, I'd be happy for him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But uh, a Vegas Carolina uh, final is my absolute nightmare. And you could basically put that in stone. I'm sure that's what it's going to be because. Yeah. You can put the house on it. Uh, yeah. No. So here I am. Yeah. But you are uh, ready for a little voicemail. Yeah. Let's do it. Hey guys, it's uh, J-Mo calling back. Uh, can't believe I have to apologize to Andrew. This is yeah, more disappointing than watching the Bruins exit in game in uh, round one, eh? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Fuck. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, I'll eat crow. Um. Shit. Don't know where to go from there. Um, <laughs> thought I had something to say guess not um fuck <laughs> what is happening bad fucking call um bad let's see. Call. <laughs> please don't air this one <laughs> <laughs> don't air this one he says oh man it's too late we don't screen calls uh one more uh one more and it happens to be from the same guy Hey boys, fuck <laughs> that last one was brutal, eh? <laughs> Sorry about that. Maybe I shouldn't smoke weed before calling you. Um, yeah, like I said, sorry to Andrew for uh, calling him out like that. Well, mistakenly calling him out like that. But uh, calling out for yeah. reasons. That sucks. Uh, where do the bees go from here, though, boys? Hold on, um, I gotta pause. He apologizes to you for calling him, call him out for my take. Mm-hmm. Will not mm-hmm. give me any shit from my take. <laughs> it was nope. it was only offensive to him because it was half blonde. That is, Tommy strikes that is, again. That is so fucking on brand for our fans. Uh, uh, so a couple other teams just showed us that speed kills. Anything uh, 
bees have an answer for that? Uh, goaltending. Can we move Omar? If we do, is that does that open up enough money to re-sign Bertuzzi? Is the is the minor G good enough? He got Brucey and uh, Dick. <laughs> Are one of them good enough to become the backup? Huh? Who knows? Uh, that's, that's pretty much all I had. Huh? Go bees. Uh, can't wait for uh, the next pod. Last one was great. Take care. Bye. Those were bees. So <laughs> good calls. This he's got a knack. He doesn't, he doesn't think he's good at it, but he has a knack for good calls. <laughs> That's good shit. Oh, I accept your apology, JMO. By the way, Dick's gone. Dick is yeah, gone. Dick's, Dick is gone. Yeah, Boosie's sticking around, but Dick did yeah. not like what he saw. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, damn shame about that. The Dick Boosie tandem yeah. is dead. Look, <laughs> sometimes Dick's uh, Dick's look for a better fit. The only real question in, in either of those calls was, do you trade old Mark and does that leave enough room for Bertuzzi? I don't want to think of those two moves uh, correlating in any way uh, mm-hmm. because I don't want to think like we're choosing one of those guys because that's not the case that we're in. It's just not. Uh, you got to make decisions from top to bottom. You got to make decisions based on uh, where we're at, financially but also roster wise and i don't think you get rid of uh, a potentially vesna goalie for just mentally thinking okay we just re-signed our second or third line winger you know like it's just that doesn't add up to me mm-hmm. no just i just can't wait for this to all start you know what i mean so I'm terrified of it all starting because we are going to rip the bandaid off, man. Yeah. <laughs> but like thinking back to what our off season was, it was so bipolar. One week we'd be feeling this. The next week we'd be feeling that. And all the debates and stuff like that in the off season dragged ass last year. And I feel like it's going to do the same this year. It is exciting because last year we had, at least an inkling of what the team would look like, not necessarily what the team would become. Mm-hmm. This year, we have none of that. Right. We literally we're, have none of that. The only won. thing I can think, or the only thing we know for sure, is that they're not winning 64 fucking games next year. Mm-hmm. So it's... That's right, they're winning 72. I, yeah, right? <laughs> there's, so there's, to me, it's like starting off on an even more pessimistic view uh, uh, that we had going into last season. It'll be interesting, but I don't know. Last year, it all starts with what happens with Krejci and Bergeron. Let's let's get there first. Last year it was last year it was the Zaka trade, Mm -hmm. and then perpetual sadness, and then within like a four day span, (laughs) Montgomery gets hired, Krejci gets signed, Bergeron gets signed, Zaka gets signed, and then nothing. So I'm waiting for that again. I'm waiting for like the flurry in the at the end of July and then nothing. Yep. yep. Uh, you boys got anything else? No, nothing. Just depression. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> smile because it happened or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Why would I smile? Be- All right. <laughs> 
it's gonna be okay buddy um i did um i did see one thing that i i'll get your take on real quick somebody posted a very dumb thing the blackhawks get bedard out of this season and the bruins lost in the first round who got more out of the season and why is it blackhawks fans and i kind of banned after he said that i just like why would you tell on yourself in this way you don't enjoy hockey enough where they <laughs> where the 82 games of regular season leave where was literally that where was, nothing where was that comment this is like an instagram post by oh, some okay. fucking bullshit hockey page but like you're seriously gonna sit there and go yeah the first six months of enjoyable hockey meant nothing mm-hmm. and i would rather have been a blackhawks fan going through the turmoil of you know the scandals and then a unwatchable season mm-hmm just Tenorti was playing top tip, top pair minutes last year just like you didn't enjoy any of the season except for the one moment you got after the season's over for you by the way sure. no. the one moment that you lucked into Bernard. so no i don't think you got more out of the season than we did mm-hmm. i really don't mm-hmm. idiot anyway that was the one thing i thought <laughs> i'd bring up right <laughs> andrew closing thoughts uh if any of y'all get to see the blue stones live fucking do it is that who you went to go see this week? Yup, it is. Nice. Went to Sinclair, um, knocked back fucking whiskey neats and just raged for two hours. It was fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go see him, go see him. They are a relentless rock show. Mm-hmm. The best show I've been to in about maybe like two, three years. So since COVID? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But they're like the second show you've seen in three years. Right. Yeah. But but they were very, very good. That's good. Sinclair's a cool little spot, too. Oh, yeah. It was packed for a Wednesday. Like the mezzanine with like people on top of each other, which is kind of a fire hazard. But, you know, we don't talk about that. No. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Later. Later. happening right now. He's, he's frozen and I'm recording. Fuck! Ooh.